Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. It's Doomsday Podcast. I am your host, Codename Jester. Today is March 24th, 2022. Time is 10.20 in the p.m. And once again, we've got Sean P. Starry back for an exciting live episode. Guys, again, two parts. Part one is up now, along with part two. So listen to this one first so you don't get confused. Before we get into this episode, TikTok. It's Doomsday Podcast 2.0. Find Big Daddy Prep on there. Al at Big underscore Daddy underscore Prep. And you can find Sean on there as well at Sean Key Starry. And the new email, it's Doomsday Podcast at gmail.com. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let you guys listen in. If you caught last Sunday's live, we had Sean in here that was giving us some really in depth information um, as far as what he experienced while working within the mil- military industrial complex. Um, and we were talking about what we could possibly be expecting um, in the upcoming years. And that's really what I was hoping we could tear into tonight, Sean, is what are what do we think is coming? What's going to happen with all the craziness we're seeing right now today? Okay, so to answer your question about the military-industrial complex, um, my experience working with the military-industrial complex is, is – the understanding that I have it is that military industrial complex is actually tied directly to Congress. Um, Congress has not only the, the power to pass laws, but they also definitely have the power to take tax dollars. And they've been feeding the military industrial complex for over the last 60, 70 years. Um, When Eisenhower was giving his farewell speech, at the end of his farewell speech, he wanted to say the military-industrial congressional complex, but he left the word congressional because he did not want to have any retribution back on him from the lawmakers. He knew that the lawmakers at that point were distorting the the constitutional laws. Now, in the Constitution, it clearly outlines that Congress has the powers to basically ban the word. Now, you have to understand the word pirates. Back then, they had pirates, so that's what they were dealing with. Instead of declaring war on another country, if it was just a a small band of soldiers from one country they would deem as pirates, they would hire pirates themselves and to go and address that situation. So over the years, the last 60, 70 years, they found out that they could distort that word because 
is not clearly defined for our times because we don't have um, legitimate pirates. Um, so what they did was they used the military industrial complex to create a set of scenarios for false flag events to play upon not just the American people, but the rest of the world. Now, the ultimate agenda of Congress has is that they've been working with the Rockefeller Foundation as well as George Soros and a number of others. And the idea is simply to depopulate the world. Now, I'll tell you why they're planning on doing this. It's simply because it's easier to control 500 million people than it is 8.5 billion people. Their, their energy um, propaganda, I'll put it this way, the new uh, green space or um, green initiative, that is, a, that is very closely, um, that ties into their um, 21 agenda, which is basically um, setting up the economic situation just as they did with the Great Depression. Now, a lot of people don't understand that the Great Depression was actually caused by these elites within Congress and these people who had a lot of money. Uh, because at the time, they sold out all their shares just before they came into the point of crashing the stock market. And that is how they were able to retain their wealth or their future goal ambitions is to keep the numbers down. So that's why we've had uh, every war from World War One all the way up to this point have all been um, set up and started from behind the scenes by the people in Congress. I'll explain this in a little bit in further in-depth and detail so that you can kind of understand where I'm coming at. So if you go back to World War II, right when Adolf Hitler was getting out of prison and he had just published a book called Mein Kampf. Now, Mein Kampf was published worldwide and especially here in the United States. Now, the Democrat National Committee saw that as an opportunity to depopulate the world just a little bit more and what I mean by that is Adolf Hitler had suffered a bullet or a head wound from a bullet shot in World War One, So he does not have the intellect capacity to do all the things that he had done in World War II, as we know in history. So what the DNC did is sent four top representatives to Germany to meet up with Adolf Hitler. Two of the people I can tell you is Margaret Sanger and the other one's Robert Byrd the head of KKK. So when you get into the eugenics program, the, they, it's, it's, we're starting to operate on the eugenics level at the beginning of World War One. Now, these senators and Republicans in Congress, primarily most of them have been the Democrats because Democrats are the remnants of the British loyalists who have a sustained taste for the fact that people have individual freedoms, God-given rights. 
what they want to do is depopulate the world to 500 million. This way they can go ahead and establish no border, one world, one rule government. This is their ultimate plan because it's so much easier to control 500 million than it is 8.5 billion. Now the numbers, based on those numbers and the amount of land mass that we have in the world, it comes out to about 100 to 1,000 acres per person, okay? So there is no real threat of overpopulation causing famines, wars, etc. okay? This is something they, they put out there, their propaganda. Now, when I first came into this whole propaganda deal with the military intelligence, it was during Operation Desert Storm. Uh, following Operation Desert Storm, we saw the lie that, uh, that um, Saddam Hussein had nuclear, biological, and chemical weapons. We sold that to the UN. Now, at the UN at the time, <laughs> a lot of the countries were on board with the U.S. because they were already complicit with the agenda. So, uh, Sean, I, I want to jump in real quick. Sean, I want to ask you something. Um, so, with the population being uh, depleted to 500 million, this is a lot like the Georgia Guidestones talk. Um, so are, are you saying that it falls right in line with that? Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Yes. Okay. That's very, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that a lot of people talk about secret societies and, and things like this. Really, the secret societies is based up of the top 1% of the people in the world, the very, very, very elite. Okay, so if you look at uh, movie stars, rock stars, uh, those type of people, they are just basically the marketing side of their agenda. They get paid to push this information. Um, it's not because it's a personal thing where they come right out and say, hey, you know, this is what I believe in because that's not true. Um, when we were going to, okay, for when we were going to um, do the UN inspections in uh, Iraq, uh, there was a few individuals that we had captured and brought back to base to do interrogations with, and each and every one of them have confirmed our initial reports within the first two to four weeks that we were there, um, that Saddam Hussein had given all of the stockpile to Iran in exchange for his asylum. So if he, were, if he knew that U.S. were going to invade, he would find a way out of the country and he would make his way to Iran where he could actually seek asylum. Um, the date got pushed back and delayed because we didn't have enough justification for going to war. Now, I have a, a really good, reliable insider who I served with. Um, 
who was a part of 9-11. He was part of basically wiring the buildings with Simtex detonation cords. The, the whole agenda behind that was to rally not just the U.S., but the U.N. as well to get the backing and the financial fundings. Now, each time we go to war, Congress starts passing laws, and when they pass laws, they base it on stock prices. They manipulate stock prices, and how can they do that? Four times. Stocks go up or they go down. And they know when it's going to happen, so this is how they're making their revenue, their stream of income, um, long before anybody else knows. So what I can tell you is uh, based on all the information I've collected over the last 30 years, especially in the last year, um, you take that little bit of information, I want to call it a, a bread trail, okay? Now, I'm looking for specific keywords and specific uh, key elements. And each one of them have to come into play before something big happens. And they always do. They always leave a trail comes um, of evidence leading up to that point. Now, you go back in history, every civilization that's ever risen has a point, an apex point, and at that apex point, then society starts to decline from that point, okay? And the reason being is because when the numbers are small, there's less crime, there's prosperity. When the number rises, and they always try to attribute it to a large, well, large, a large population, uh, and usually that large population these confines, then you start to see a degradation. And what comes along with that is corrupt politicians. So the people start to, re to fight back. And what they're simply doing is trying to gain their independence, their freedoms, or whatever you want to call it. And a civil war breaks out. Most civil wars, they last anywhere between two to five years. Um, the Roman Civil War lasted five years. American Civil War lasted five years. Uh, most civil wars in other countries, they, they last for maybe two or three years. So on that keynote, um, I did some tracking on some of the military industrial complexes and what they're putting out. And this is what I found out. So key military industrial complex companies are putting out a record number of, of uh, Bradley's um, Armor, armor, what they call it, armor carrier personnel vehicles, uh, APVs. Um, they're also putting out uh, planes as well. So this is what's going to happen. The situation in Ukraine and Russia is just the tip of the iceberg. This is where Congress gets exposed to the entire world. We're starting to see other countries like India who sat back and was being reserved, trying to see if there's any evidence that will come out to point to that if Putin was actually doing what he was doing was to simply take over a country, um, being the old nostalgia ex-KGB. What they found out was that the United States has 
biological, chemical, and nuclear research being done in the in Ukraine. There's 26 locations plus four nuclear reactors. That what people don't understand is not just a nuclear reactor plant; it's a nuclear production plant. They're creating plutonium uh, for the aim of creating nuclear missiles. So they found that all of this stuff to be illegal, and in fact, it violates the UN resolution. So India said, look, we're going to remain neutral, but this is what we found out. And we're going to tell you right now what this what's being done is illegal and highly illegal. And there are several other countries involved in this, these pet projects. And all this money that's being funneled into Ukraine for these underground market tactics is being done by taxpayer money. So once this exposure comes out within, I want to say within the next week to two weeks, you're going to see a lot more of it come out. It's going to start to hit the mainstream media because there won't be no way to get around it. Um, Congress is going to push the next agenda. Uh, they're going to have to move their, their next agenda up the line, which is basically the COVID system, the COVID response. Now, here's what I found out two days ago is that Pfeiffer and Moderna have come out with a microchip that's so small and inside that microchip is simply a ringworm that's been engineered so that when people get the next dose of the COVID booster, <clears throat> this particular microchip that's going to be in the body uh, will be transmitting all of the data to a machine. So if you want to go into a restaurant or say you want to go, you have to go in the city hall to pay your parking ticket. They're going to scan you and it's going to simply tell them whether or not if you have COVID or not. The ringworm, how it simply works is it, it will divide and multiply some asexual organ, um, um, microdonis uh, type of substance that it will continue to multiply. Now, what is actually in that ringworm we don't know, but the speculation is another form of COVID paired with that genome cell is the HIV virus. The reason for this is so it has a, delay, a slow delay response. So over time, people will start to feel sick within a year or two, and they'll start exhibiting HIV symptoms. Once they find out they're positive with it, they're not going to release a um, antidote to to cure this. Um, now, the German a German bio lab has figured out and cracked this ten years ago, the cure for HIV and AIDS. But their information and their ability to put this on the market has been completely suppressed by the big pharmaceutical companies, as well as our. Um, government regulations, as well as the CDC, uh, WHO is behind us as well. Um, so the end of all of this is simply this. Um, people are going to start to 
you figure things out real, real quickly. And if they're going to understand that what the government's doing is wrong. So Sean, so, I, I got a, I got a question, but I want to, I want to take a couple steps back here and go back to this chip okay. thing. So we've all, we've all speculated on the chip. Um, and, and we know that the technology does exist now to where they could implement this in all of us. Right. Um, so yeah, actually, I'm trying Go I'm ahead. trying to wrap my mind around it. So it's basically there's going to be a newer variant of COVID. It's going to be really, really bad. Um, this is going to allow them to implement this. And then this is going to cause something else that they're going to claim is incurable. Exactly. Okay, I got you. Gonna, I just, I just want to make sure I follow, bud. That's yep. all. Yep. So what they're basically going to do with this next COVID that's coming out I see they've already been giving us little clues of breadcrumbs. They're saying, oh, there's a new variant. And the CDC director came out today, this morning, and said, well, let's not worry about this. This is, this is, this, I don't believe this is going to be as bad as we think. This is to get people to stop focusing on these little breadcrumbs of what can come. So once, once they, once the whole headline starts to hit the news about no denying how the U.S. government's involvement in the Ukraine biolabs, um, they're going to activate. They're, they're going to have some kind of a code word, some way of communicating with about all these agencies. And suddenly, they're going to give all the governors the power to lock down their states. You're going to see the predominantly more the Democrat states because they love the idea of being, being able to lock down their states. So they're going to come back in and they're going to lock everything down. And once they do, they're going to enforce it as you no longer have the mandatory right to refuse the COVID vaccine. In fact, the state of Illinois, three weeks ago, they just passed a law saying that we no longer have the right to make medical decisions as a patient, only the doctor can. The insurance companies are behind this. And what the insurance companies are essentially going to do is tell the doctors, this is what we're going to pay and this is what we're not going to pay. Hospital administrators are going to be behind this as well. And they're going to issue the doctors to do what the insurance companies say, don't give them this and this, but do this is what you need to do what the insurance company says so they're setting up this disaster scenario so they can lock everything down force people to go in to get the vaccine shots once you receive the vaccine shots now you are going to be endued with this very 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 tiny microchip but it's got a worm attached to it a given time and over throughout that time it's the worms detaches itself, but it's programmed so that it not only multiplies your bodies, but it will start to make people sick and they'll start exhibiting symptoms of HIV, COVID, and everything else. So when you go into a grocery store, you have to get scanned before you go in. And if it shows that you are sick, even though you might not show the symptoms, it'll say you are sick they can deny you and turn you away. So now you're not going to be able to buy food. Chances are you probably won't be able to get into a doctor's office. 
they'll probably end up what they're going to do is at that point is they're going to start isolating his people. This is what we're going to get in. I, I got a question about about this uh, this worm deal in in uh, in the vaccine. So, do you think it's possible this has already started now, or do you think it 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 hasn't been implemented yet? I don't believe it's been implemented yet. Okay, I could be I wrong. I could be wrong, but I don't believe it is. I believe this is the next phase because a. Like I said um, before, prior in the other show, this agenda wasn't supposed to start until 2030 because by then the baby boomer generation is going to be gone. The X generation is going to be kind of heading towards the, the uh, golden twilight years of their life. So through the education system, they're going to have all these kids and all these adults um, being taught to be compliant with whatever the government says, to do what the government says, and not teaching them about their individual rights. So now we got this three or four generations So, okay, we have to do this because the news is telling us it's a big, scary, bad thing, so we have to go get this shot. So, but what I know is that a doctor in the Wuhan China uh, virology lab and found out and discovered what their plans were and purposely released the COVID, the original strain of COVID, so that people would start questioning and start investigating and start kind of adding, putting the pieces together. Um, so the White Hats, which is the good guys like myself and probably hundreds of thousands of other people who either work in the government agencies or out of the government agencies, We've been keeping track of a lot of the stuff over the years. We just didn't quite know when their agenda was supposed to start, and it wasn't discovered until this doctor had released this virus among the population. So what a lot of governments that are not involved in the UN, they found this out as well. So they've been kind of working towards on the white hat side, trying to um, <clears throat> the ultimate goal is to um, allow the, the allow the black hats to continue with their agenda. Reason for this is because if I were to come up to somebody and said, "Hey, um, your husband is cheating on you," right? Well, that girl might get mad at me and say, "You're just trying to stir shit up." so that we would get divorced or whatever. So instead of coming up to her directly, I would simply create a scenario so to have the wife go to her husband's side chick's house, okay, so she can see it for herself. So this is what the white hats are doing. But they're also exposing certain key elements that's trying to bring more awareness very quickly. We're trying to basically get people to follow the money. Where's that money coming from? And once they realize this comes from Congress, at that point, there's going to be a serious issue. But Congress is going to push, along with all these other agencies, to push this next COVID uh, lockdown situation. Okay? <laughs> but once the word gets out, and there's no denying it, the Congress is involved, 
Congress is going to enact the same war powers as the president can, and they're going to declare a martial law. And what they're going to do is, instead of having the U.S. Army carry out the directives, which they know it failed the last time, uh, they're going to have the military-industrial complex mercenaries, along with military-industrial complex military vehicles, to enforce the lockdown, to enforce all the mandates that Congress has established. At that point, the president's powers... Well, hold on one yeah. second, Sean. I, I want to ask you some more about that. So that's something me and uh, my friends and, and people on the show here, we've been debating this for for a long time now. Uh, you know, how how could the government get the U.S. military to go against its citizens? How could they push that agenda? And from what you're saying, they're not going to utilize what we know as the U.S. US military. They're going to bring in, um, you, you said mercenaries. Can you tell us more about what that could look like? Okay, so what we're going to look at, look at mostly, what you're going to see is it's going to be the United Nations troops. Um, I can tell you for a fact, the UN troops are already here. I have been tracking them for the last five years, and I can tell you that they are located in every major population of 80,000 or greater. They not only have their equipments here, but they also have personnel as well. They're just waiting for the green light. When the green light happens, we're going to see a civil war because the UN is going to enforce whatever Congress is basically telling them, this is what we need done. We need to have this martial law. We need to have this lockdown. The president of the United States, as we all know, Joseph Biden, is a long time senator so he's going to be in line with supporting whatever the majority of congress uh, is doing and so he's going to reinforce that by using taxpayer dollars to enforce this he will suspend all u.s military activities and the u.n will come in that's when we're going to see a civil war at this point uh, the, the American population, whoever took that next jab, is going to be rendered virtually powerless because they're going to be so sick that they're not going to be able to have the stamina to carry out the daily day-to-day -day activities to repel the UN. So they want to weaken our population so we can't fight back, force us to make us into be submissive, and have absolute authoritarian control. But once they have those cities established and under control, that's when we're going to see um, where they're going to try to come into Washington, destroy the Constitution, and destroy the very fabric of our government. Um, I believe what's going to happen is simply this. American people are going to get smart a lot of them are waking up. We see a lot of Democrats waking up. And they're saying, you know what? I'm not buying into a lot of this Democrat bullshit anymore because everything they say is the opposite of what they do. And they're starting to see the picture. So the sooner they see the picture, the better. Because what's going to happen is 
we're going to have to take up arms and we're going to have to protect our territory and repel these invaders. If we can't repel the invaders, allow them to overtake the city so they're all in one spot and then come from within or from without outside and come within. And that's the only way we're going to be able to stop them. So think of the picture in your mind, the story of Wolverine um, of Red Dawn, okay? Um, Now the Russians came in, they basically captured the city, but then it wasn't until the citizens fought back and they ended up defeating the Russians in the end. History has always shown us most invasions succeed initially, but they never last because... It's not their territory. They don't have home field advantage and they don't have the numbers to be able to sustain an actual invasion. So that's why I believe this is going to be the end of the United Nations end of NATO altogether. We'll start to see a lot of support and aid from countries like Russia and China and India. All the other countries that are involved in the UN will be aiding this ideology because America is the only country and I mean this when I consider it the only country on the planet where you have the God-given rights to be able to protect you and your family and your neighbor at a time of distress if it wasn't for the Constitution this country would already be overtaken by the UN because they would create false flag events in order to do so. The Constitution is the only thing that's standing in the way right now. But in order to get rid of the Constitution, they need to weaken the population to the point where they they can be easily subdued. Once a bunch of, I want to say, a bunch of citizens eventually die off because of this vaccine and you're going to see a lot of whatever Adolf Hitler did is going to come back. Now, here's one key piece of evidence. Hey, Sean, hold, hold on real quick, but uh, something, I wanted to ask something that I wanted to throw something out there for everybody in the chats. Um, so I just want to let everybody know we're not allowing call-ins um, at the moment. I allowed Michael Key to call in um, in case Michael Key wanted to ask Sean some questions about he, what he's talking about as well. Um, but I definitely wanted the second hour of the show, I definitely wanted to get uh, Red Pill in here as well. And I wanted to get Raccoon in here as well if you guys are still in the chats uh, for the second hour of this because I, I feel like between Red Pill, Sean, and, and uh, Raccoon, we could get a really good deeper conversation going with this. Um, but welcome in Michael. And then Sean, I wanted to, the, one of the reasons I stopped is I wanted to ask you, you talked about, you know, the idea of civil war, us going into civil war. Um, do you think they have a catalyst already planned out for that? And if so, do you know what it is? Yes, they do. And yes, I do. So <clears throat> after doing a bunch of research this morning, um, working on the back channels, talking to some people, I do know that still work within the government. So the date of release for the next COVID um, pandemic, as I want to say it, is going to be in two weeks from now, actually two weeks from tomorrow. Um, 
then at that point, what they're going to do is they're going to start implementing um, what they, I want to call them macro or micro uh, martial laws. So you're going to see Democrat states more so than the Republican states, but the Republican governors are going to be pressured. You're going to see who is who's going to be the real patriots at our government and who isn't. Well, but Sean, you're saying within the next two weeks? Yes. Damn, that's a hard thing to wrap my mind around. I'm sorry. So, and and just re- can you rephrase that one more time? What's coming in the next two weeks, please? Okay. There's going to be a new variant, COVID variant, that's going to come out. And once they do, they're going to use that as a false flag event to try to stop the spread of the truth about what's going on in Ukraine. But they're going to utilize that by simply forcing the governors to lock their states down and to force a mandatory vaccination, which means we will no longer have the ability to choose whether or not if we can get if we want the vaccine or not. Okay, can I can I chime in? So that's interesting because I was just doing some reading. Uh, I know that stealth Omicron deal that China's shutting down for or whatever. Like you have that, but then I just saw something online that said uh, that the army was apparently now starting to dishonorably discharge people that weren't vaccinated. I don't know if that's exactly. true. But I just saw it is. It is my my daughter. And my son-in-law are both in the army. They're actually stationed in South Korea at this point. Um, they were forced to take the vaccine. They were told that if they did not, they would be given a dishonorable discharge. So I guess my advice to them, they took the vaccines in order to stay within the army. This is another method that they're going to use to eradicate our military before the UN steps in. Those who don't want the fasting, they're out of the military. Those who stay in, in the army or any branch of our government do take the vaccine, they're going to be rendered powerless because of what's inside the vaccine. But am I missing something? Because, I mean, if you're dishonorably discharging military, you're not you're not uh, getting rid of the military so the UN can step in because the UN would still have to fight those same people when they step in over here. And there's no way in hell the UN would have any chance against that. Well, here's the thing. If you are discharged from the military, you do not have access to a U.S. military base. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. and if you get dishonorably discharged, like that's a also a felony. You yeah. can't be in possession of firearms either. So you're yeah. not only but, but let's be people honest. out of the military, you're also disarming okay. Americans as well. Yeah, but let's exactly. be honest. They'd be armed very quickly if they needed to be. Well, we can. I mean, we. I'll put it this way. But those who do get discharged from the service, honorably or dishonorably, and the UN does come in, um, which I mean is they're not going to be coming in as a traditional invasion. They're just going to pop up in the big cities. Okay? Um, and once they subdue that city you're going to see every single American citizen scrambling to find some kind of a weapon to fight back. So honorably or dishonorably, you're going to see those guys, yes, they're going to find some kind of a means of a weapon, 
but they won't have direct access to military bases because those bases will be commandeered or taken over by the United Nations based on Congress and the president's say-so. Aren't they risking a major coup, though? Because, I mean, wouldn't our military, at least the ones that are here domestically, like when the UN starts coming in, would they not catch on to that? Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. I'll say that again. I'm sorry. I didn't hear aren't, aren't they risking a potential like major coup happening i mean if they start bringing in the u.n domestically to these bases wouldn't our military leaders like start recognizing that what's going on no they don't uh not all of them most of them no uh, the reason being is because uh, they're gonna lot well when i was in the service i have what they call the gag order um i'm not allowed to discuss certain things i might see you know, might be considered um, military secrets. Um, they're, they're, a lot of them are put under a gag order, especially the higher the ranks they go up. Um, they're enforcing that even more so now because when I talked to my daughter, um, I asked her, you know, oh, where's your, where's, what base are you guys at? She can't disclose that. She says, I'm under a gag order. Oh, what are you guys, what are you guys doing there? I can't tell you that, Dad. So basically, she can't really tell me anything about what they're doing there. All she can tell me is we we got an apartment, a picture of my granddaughter talking about cooking. That's it. She cannot tell me anything about the military because if she does, and the word gets out to her commander that she has you know, talked to me, then she could potentially end up uh, suffering consequences of going to the break um, or even worse, you know. So that's not a risk that she and her husband is willing to take at this point. Um, but I guess once it gets far enough along, you know, eventually for this to occur and the UN to start having any power they would have to start eliminating our own military because our own military i feel like at least a a big part of them would not fight against the citizens of the united states no they won't but here's the thing is they're going to start with the vaccine mandates first so anybody who's got the vaccine um when the time comes to actually they see okay the UN is simply taking over, um, or they have to work with them against their own people. Yes, you're going to see some coups within those bases, but they're not going to be strong enough because they have this parasitic vaccine within their system. And and you know the other thing I do find weird about Mike, this, Michael. Hold oh, on, real ahead. quick. Something some I'd like to throw out there, real quick, is they've been disarming the military. Now they've been doing this. I mean, we we've watched a lot of soldiers, you know, 
leave the military because of the vaccine. So this has already been something I feel like they've, I, they've been working on, right? Yes, yes. So they've been working on this for quite a while now. So, because when you when you go in, well, and that's the thing too. Is when you go into the service, like when I went to boot camp, we I had to get vaccine shots. You know, uh, not just for what's here, but before I get deployed, I have to take another set of vaccines uh, in case of like anthrax is being used, polio, um, listeria, uh, dysenteria, um, um, malaria fever. You know those kind of things. So. We're we're accustomed. We don't ask questions. See, okay, so if the government says on the military aspect, I have to get this certain vaccine shot, you know, people are going to they're going to give them that option. Say you either take this or you're you're done. There's there's no other way around it. So they're they're clamping. They've been clamping on that uh, since this whole COVID outbreak. So the kids or the people that are going into the military now will be required to have their vaccine before they come in. So when this next round of vaccine comes out, they'll be compliant because they know, hey, I have to take the shot if I want to be in the military. So, Sean, what if they, uh, and maybe this is what you're talking about, but what if they would require the vaccine upon military entry? Um, yeah, that's something, I believe that's something that, that will be enforced as well. But initially, at the very, very beginning of all of this, the, the, the standing troops that we have now will be required to take this next series of vaccine shots. They won't have a they 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 will have a choice. I mean, they could say, "Oh no, I decide I don't want to take it." Okay, well then you're you're no longer going to be within in the military. So they would you know they're going to have to weigh their options. And in the long term of it is is that majority of them are not going to realize what's actually in those vaccines, um, because maybe they they're in it for a career, you know. And they want to have that pension when they have their 20 years in and retire, just like my brother-in-law or my son-in-law. So my son-in-law, he had his college paid for for four years at NIU, uh, Northern Illinois University. So he has to do 20 years in the service. Now, the penalty is greater for him than, say, some some guy who's still a private decides, I, I don't want to take this shot. Well, then they're going to say, okay, well, then you're, you're going to be discharged. So the likelihood, the people who are in the higher ranks, I want to say um, staff sergeants, uh, to lieutenants on up, they're going to be the ones that are going to take the best. And it's more likely than someone who's just a private. Well, yeah, and I could agree with that, Sean. I mean, if your entire career rides on this, if you if you know if you're leaving and you're losing absolutely everything, and then mm-hmm. something else I want to point out, too, for people that get dishonorably discharged, you're not just losing firearms rights. You're also losing VA benefits and everything else. You may stand to gain, um, for, you know, the benefits from being in the military in the first place. Well, it's worse exactly. than being a felon, honestly. It's worse than being a felon. Yeah. 
when you go to uh, apply for a job, every job application asks that. <laughs> you exactly. know, like it's it, so, your so, Yeah, it's work. Yeah. So they're they're going to. So they're essentially what they're going to try to do is decentralize our entire military to the point where it's not going. We're not going to. The ones that are still in it are going to end up either have to make that choice to be compliant with the UN working alongside of them. But they're going to start to see the same things that I saw when we went to Iraq. Okay. We weren't just killing the Red Guards in Iraq, we were also killing civilians. Now, I can attest to a lot of veterans who served in Desert Storm or uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom will tell you that was hell. And that's something they have to live with for the rest of their days. That one million Iraqis dead, 200,000 servicemen killed, and it was all for nothing. It was all for nothing. And so... Sean, we got a question for you in chats, bud. Um... Class one probe says, Sean, have you noticed that they are making squads made up now more from more diverse groups or cultures by design? Are you talking about the uh, the face masks? I I don't know. It was it was a question that came in um, from someone in chats for you. Do you want me to re- you want me to repeat it? Yes, please. All right, hold on. Let me scroll back up here. Uh, okay, so Class One Probe says, Sean, have you noticed that they are making squads? I'm sorry, let me start over. Have you noticed that they are making squads made up now more from diverse groups or cultures, comma, by design? Question mark. Yes, they have actually. They've been doing this uh, at the very beginning of the COVID lockdown, the pandemic, uh, COVID 19, when it first came out. Um, there was a, a very diverse number of countries that were assembling these scrubs, they were assembling uh, medical equipment, um, N95 masks that were ultimately contaminated with a lot of, um, I would want to say, um, mold type. Uh, both type particles and some have uh, the actual virus in it itself. Um, so when I first found out about this, I stopped wearing the mask altogether. Um, my wife had to keep wearing a mask. Now, when she started wearing the N95 mask, she ended up getting the COVID, which is ironic, right? So I took the mask that she had and I put it into um, boiling water. Now, anything that comes out of that boiling water, and there shouldn't be anything, tells you how dirty these equipment are to begin with. Um, it's done, I believe it's done by design. <clears throat> They're going to try to come at us from every angle. The goal is to weaken the American population to the point it cannot fight back because the world knows that we are the only standing country in the world 
to house the right to bear arms. So take Pearl Harbor, for example, the reason why they didn't uh, go beyond Pearl Harbor, which was their intent and their plan to begin with. But the rear admiral said, I know for a fact that there is a gun behind every blade of grass and we do not stand a chance. We'll be, we will be slaughtered the moment we land the California beaches. So that's why they turned their Navy ships around and went back to Japan. So that's, this is the plan. This is, if I were, if I were the bad guy and I wanted to defeat America, I would definitely do it from a medical standpoint. At this point, I know that no one's going to have the stamina or most people won't have the stamina to fight back. And I could easily subdue my enemy. Here's another example. <clears throat> you take two mixed, mar mixed martial arts fighters and you put them in the ring, right? So when they come in and fight in the ring, they want to be at the top peak physical performance. If you take one guy and you put uh, the eyedropper fluid through your eyes, if you were to put that in his drink just before the fight, and he were to drink this protein powder shake with his eyedropper liquid in it, by the time he gets into the ring, his, his pretty much his stamina is going to be virtually gone because he's going to be experiencing excruciating uh, abdominal pain. So when he fights the other guy, he, he's already lost the match. I mean, he's already lost the battle because he's not going to have the stamina to keep up with the fight. And this is exactly what they're doing, not only to our military, but they're doing to the general population because they know we are locked and loaded and ready. So if we can't fight, that gives the enemy our weapons that they can use against us. So they really don't have to go too far and work too hard. They just have to set up a series of false flag events. It's a chess piece move, just like playing a game of chess. You got to set your pieces in a, a set up in a certain way so you not only weaken, on their side. But when you're the right move at the end, you can capture the queen without any effort. Or ca capture the king, sorry. Capture the king without any effort. And that's the whole plan. Um, now, the United States government has a playbook on every military tactical uh, battle that's ever been fought. And the one that sticks out to my mind is the one with the, the, the war in Greece, okay? So, um, the opposing side, who figured out after 12 years of fighting that they weren't just going to win with the, with the swords and shields like they always have been, um, they knew that they were, they were fighting in a force that is pretty much equal to their own. So in order to win, they took a few of their ships and they built a wooden horse and they loaded up all their troops inside and they presented this wooden horse at the front gate. So as a symbol of, hey, we want this war to stop. Hey, you guys win. Here's your trophy. So this is the Trojan horse play that's going on now. And it's, it's just the, the next step right around the corner 
is that Trojan horse is literally going to be injected into people's bloodstreams. And from that point forward, we're going to see, oh, you're going to be really going to see hospitals filled to the brim with people. Uh, you're going to see our military in number, anyway, of our soldiers decimated, but I want to say at least half. And at that point, when things got so bad, they're going to bring the UN under the guise of medical reasons. Okay? And once they start to do this, they're going to issue a martial law. They're going to lock down the entire country. Um, states that don't comply, they'll be, they're going to come try to come in by force. That's where you're going to see most of the, ma- the mass of the fighting. Okay, for states like Florida, Texas, um, uh, possibly Iowa, um, but they're going to go after the, the states that are red who do have military. Um, <clears throat> so what it's going to come down to essentially is a lot of false flag events. Um, and this is, this is how you know, the Congress has been operating their their whole entire agenda from day one. Um, we can, I could go all the way back and tell you the history of exactly how they created a lot of false flag events from World War II all the way up to this day. But we, I think everybody kind of got the picture on that. Um, the pattern repeats itself. The pattern is consistent. The pattern never deviates. Uh, all the There's always clues that lead up, you know, weeks or days before it's going to happen. And all you have to do is just to, based on those crumbs, those clues, that's your um, data of measurement. And that data of measurement tells you approximately when this is going to happen. Um, the only way that this would not happen is if everybody knew. If everybody said, hey, okay, you know what? We're going to push for the convention in the States and we're going to send our 22 representatives to Washington, D.C. to alter the Constitution to restrict Congress and their movements and uh, how they're handling the money. That's the only real way to prevent all of these, all these false flag events from taking place. But we know that only 19 states out of 23 have joined the Convention of States. We're four states short. We're likelihood of we're not going to see those four states join within the next two weeks. So, Sean, I got a, I got a question. Uh, how we're talking about false flag events and you know the Civil War things like that. I have to ask the question that's on everybody's minds. Do you think this is going to be a racially motivated thing because of how much traction they gained off of the George Floyd situation? You're going to see small pockets of racially motivated people during this outbreak of the Civil War. Yes, you're going to see them start to attack one color to the other. But the majority of it is going to be is those racially motivated people are going to be the arch supporters of the United Nations. So it could be your family, it could be your friends, it could be your professor, um, it could be your boss. So we're going to see 
have one. I might not say it, but uh, we're going to see a lot of the liberals, the Democratic liberals. Um, they're going to be the ones that are going to betray this nation. Uh, they've been betraying this nation for a long time now. Um, you go back to the 60s. That's when it all started with them. But uh, they've been constantly betraying this nation. And they're going to be proud to do it because they think that this is progress. Uh, they think that they will have um, even greater privilege down the road. And this is going to be such a misleading thought or belief because they are not going to realize that they are going to be affected um, pound for pound as just as their next door neighbor who is not the same color or the same sex or, or same sexual preference. You know, it's going to affect everyone. Um, so when this happens, what's going to have to happen is they're going to have to make a choice. They either stand and fight or become a part of the enemy. And we're going to be left with the choice of what do we do with this. is an emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address. Oh.